Okay, so last time we mentioned uh, the concept that the 70, number 70 being a number of completion was also limiting cholesterol and infertility. So we explained that, that like psychologically, that like anchoring we spoke about or, or you know, that this is what it is. So once I view something as 70, so every additional member is just a, an extra little addition to the 70. But why should that actually manifest itself in changing how fertile they were, right? Uh, your psychology is one thing. Psychologically, you think it's just a family, but they could still be having uh, 10 children per family and very quickly outdo those numbers. But the answer is that the Torah reveals to us over here, the morale is always working with this, that psychology is just a superficial manifestation of, of, of metaphysics, of spiritual realities. So if one would view this entity over here as a family of 70. So now, just like psychologically, they will, you know, a person would think, how, how big can a family get already, right? Families, okay, so 70, 70 plus 10, 70 plus 20, whatever. How big can a family be, right? You imagine a family photo, right? How big can you imagine a family photo, right? So two, just like that, so two in the spiritual realms, that means that the shefa, the flow, the divine influx of fertility that they're getting is also going to be bounded by that definition of a family. And therefore, they're more or less going to be hovering around that number, a little bit, you know, growing beyond it, just you know, um, because there's a certain population rate. Again, we're not talking about completely breaking the rules of nature, but uh, that's why they're not going to have the, tr the explosive population growth that happens once that earlier generation passes away. In, the, in our analogy, that was that the chiclet breaks out of the eggshell. Now the possibilities of growth are boundless, right? Often we see the same thing in businesses, right? A business, um, you know, uh, you have a mom and pop business, whatever it is, I don't know, you have a, a storefront, and they, you know, so how many shirts can you, you know, dry clean already, you know, like there's, there's certain limitations to what can happen, and all of a sudden, I don't know, whatever it is, you, you go online, right? So now the, it could potentially, you know, boom to be uh, a thousand times as big, uh, 20,000 times as big, right? It's a, so that's, it's a whole different game. So that's, that's, that's what we're being told over here. Um, so, so um, I, I'm going to back up a couple of sentences and just read out what we just said, okay. which is we're in a little bit into Perik Yud, uh, 12, Yud base, um, and says, Ki hadover she'eno sholem, something that is not complete, ve'eno bupoil, and it is not yet in actualization, meaning it is not 100% um, here yet. So it is going and yearning to come out and to express itself, which means to become the complete thing that it is. As you find where we are? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's why it's going to be, you know, booming. It's going to be growing. It's going to be uh, expanding. Vekasher, Hayu Yisrael, Shivim Nefesh, well, and when, but when we're 70, 
souls. Shazem mispur mugder shalem that this is a state of completion. Hayunimnim lo hayu parimvaramim. So therefore, we are numbered, and therefore, there's not a fertility. By the way, over here is a. You see the concept in the Maharal as well. The the but. You saw it yesterday in the more in the Vuchim as well in the in the Rambam, the Rambam says clearly that one cannot ever extrapolate back. He's talking about looking at the world as we see it today and extrapolating back to what was happening during Sheshis and Mebereshis. He says you can never extrapolate from a complete system back to an incomplete system when it is moving towards its completion. So we're seeing that right now, right? When it's a complete system, so it's in a static state equilibrium. Whereas when it's an incomplete system, so it's holech umishtokek lotzeis el hapoil. Right? Just like with an adult. You look at an adult, right? And you analyze how much change is happening in an adult. Right? From year to year, how much did Ezra grow in the last... You can't extrapolate that. You can't? So let's do it. So let's, How, say, let's, let's say I have deep emotional issues and I am abusive towards my spouse. Wait one second. Let me just make sure we're on the same page. I'll give you the analogy. Make sure that we're on the same page. Tell okay, me. Uh, so this is what the Rama means, right? It says so. Let's 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 try to figure out how old Ezra is. We don't know. We lost the records. Nobody knows, right? We want to figure out how old Ezra is. So what we're going to do is we're going to measure how much Ezra ages, how much he grows in size over the next over the course of the next um, week. And we will notice that Ezra puts on half of a pound, or let's say no, let's say less than that, a, a tenth of a pound, right? So then, but that was just in, in fat, but maybe a little bit of muscle. But his bones didn't get too much longer, they didn't get too much bigger, right? We didn't see too much um, development of all sorts of other brain, uh, organ systems. So, but we maybe we saw a tiny bit. So now let's extrapolate back. How many weeks would it take for Ezra to get as big as he is now? Well, the answer would probably be in the millions. Right? right? And we have to conclude that Ezra must be hundreds of thousands of years old to have gotten to be as big as he is right now. Because the rate of change that he's currently going through is so minimal, and yet look at how big he is. It must have taken hundreds of thousands of years for him to get as big as he is right now. That's fair, but, but by wrong. my example, which is that you can look at a person, their psychology, their emotions, and extrapolate back things about their past that enabled them to get there. True. We're talking about rate of change. The round was saying you cannot analyze the rate of, or even the mechanisms of how things worked, right, from a complete system back to when that system was incomplete. Because the mechanics of the system were different. You're saying it's a rejection of carbon dating. Absolutely. So just that it's not a constant rate of change. You can't assume the same rate of change. Not only can't you, it doesn't make sense to. Because like the, like the morale is saying right here, right? That it's completely, it's not the same. Ki, hadover, she'eno sholem. When a thing is not complete, like a child, right? Ve'eno bepoil, and is not in its final state of what it ought to be. Holech, it is going, umishtokek, and yearning, and driving, and running. Lotzeis el hapoil, to come out to full expression. Like puberty, right? All of a sudden, the kid grows six inches in one year. 
right? V'kasher hayu Yisrael shidim nefesh. But when we were in a state of of a static state equilibrium in a plateau, right? Shazem misper mugder. This is a limited number. Shalim that is complete. So v'hayu nimnim, and we were numbered. We were counted. Lo hayu parim v'ravim. Then there is not this explosive fertility. Yeah. Okay. So only once those seventy passed away. And so you did not have the remnants of, of those people, the, that original seventy anymore. So we lost that eggshell, right? We lost that, that number that was kind of containing us. Um, that we started moving tremendously means to move to, um, very much to coming out to full expression as a nation as a nation now right? never lost the B'nai Yaakov never? what do you mean by that? they never passed away? he did but we retained the identity of Right, right, right. Yeah, but you're saying those 70 people that kind of defined us as a... And of the family. family of 70 monarchs. Right. 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 Because as we explained, really the nation, right, once the chiclet breaks out of the egg, then now he needs to become a full-blown rooster. Right? A rooster... Is uh, that's that's in our case that's a nation. It has six hundred thousand men, like we've explained before. The Koldover misnoeya el shlemuso, and everything um, automatically, naturally um, moves and drives towards its completion. Therefore, we had this tremendous. Fertility. V'kasher hischilu od mitzrayim le'anosam. Okay, now we have a new, now we're going to have a new factor. He's coming to explain how it is that we were so, we were so fruitful, right? We had, we had so, such population boom. So first one was that the, the eggshell had been removed, right? We were, we were, now we were already a little embryonic, um, unit that is striving towards the completion of becoming a person, right? So the booming is, is so the, the the growth is going to be is going to be tremendous, doubling and tripling every day. Now a second point: old when the Egyptians began to afflict them, and they wanted to hurt us, to, to damage us. old We began multiplying even more. Now that is that seems strange. That's what the Pasuk says, right? So we're gonna have to understand the Pasuk. 
Okay, the POSIC the POSIC links the two the two events. Yeah, Pasuk says, V'kasher ye'onu also, and almost to the extent, or just like, kasher, ye'onu also, they, the Egyptians, afflicted him, meaning the nation of Kalsrael, Cain yirbe, that's how much, or so too, they um, multiplied, v'chein yifrutz, and, and that's how much they burst forth. Right? So there's the Pesach is clear that the one is causing the other. So Moral wants to know why would affliction cause a population boom even more and in proportion to the affliction. Okay, so here we go. This is going to be a little bit uh, of, of a lambdas. Bear with me. Ki al yedei. Sorry, shechein amida no tenos, Because that's how the uh, that's how actually it makes sense that it should be. That's how the character uh, that's that's the characteristic of of the world that we have. Ki al yedei ha inui because through the Affliction, shell goof of the body, haguf halush, the body weakens. Vikavin shahaguf halush, and and since the body is weakened, who mosif brocha haelokis. There is an addition of a divine blessing. There is an influx of greater divine blessing. Blessing or recognition? When the power of the body is weak. Okay, let's we'll, we'll get to a stopping point and then we'll we'll try to discuss this. This is not a intuitive point. Lefikach, hayu parum v'rovim kaven shehayu mishabdim osam. Therefore, we were being fruitful and multiplying because they were um, subjugating us. Lehachlish koach aguf. They were and to weaken the power of the body. V'kol shehayakoach aguf. Nichlesh and to the more, all the more, meaning to the extent, basically, that the body was weakened. Gavar koach eloki yoser. So the power of the of the divine power strengthened in them more. dvekim elokim. The kasho should be nizdabe cling to the divine blessing.
וזה כאשר יעלנו כן ירבו, כן יפרצו, וזהו דווקא בישראל, this is a unique feature of Yisrael, שעיקר כוחם הוא כוח אלוקי, לא כוח גופני. Here we go, okay? So he just told us the, uh, the, 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 that, that's why it's not intuitive, right? Because usually you think if you want a nice population boom, if you want, or let's say you have a bunch of animals, right, that you want for them to, to multiply, to, you, know, you want to make sure that your sheep are having lots of uh, babies, right, whatever it is, right? So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to get them really nice grass to eat. You're going to try to take care of them that they should be well-rested and strong, etc. And then, then they will be fruitful. Instead, they were saying we should beat them and whip them into shape. Well, no, you should not do that. He just, he just finished off. Vezehu davka bu Yisrael. This is uniquely with Yisrael. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but with Yisrael, we're not, we're, not, we're not like the sheep. We're exceptional. Right. right, right. So, what's going on over here? What's the difference? So... A sheep is a physical animal, a physical creature. So its power of life and fertility is in itself. Kalal don't work like that. Right? There's, a, there's, a, there's a very interesting Gurarye in a couple of places. He says um, that the numbers in the Torah don't, don't seem to correspond. It says that if Kalas will be righteous, then, um, you know, one person will chase away, I, I apologize, I don't remember the exact numbers, but for, from the Goyim, one person will, will, one soldier will be able to chase away uh, maybe a hundred, and a and, uh, and hundred will chase away ten thousand. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, I apologize. And then when it says, that, but if Kalas will be, will be um, will sin and will not follow in the ways of Hashem, so then um, then the Goyim will defeat us. And, and again, it gives a ratio. You know, this many soldiers will, will defeat this many of, of uh, Jewish people and, and a greater number of soldiers even more. So, number one, one thing we see in both of them is however many soldiers can be defeated by ten of yours, that be, let's say 10 could, be, could defeat 100. But 100, we don't say it can defeat 1,000. It actually goes much more than that. It goes, the, the ratio increases. Right? But 100 instead of 1,000 is 10,000. Right? Why is that? So that we, that we say, that uh, he explains that it's a Gemoran Sota that says that Two people can carry more weight than one person. Meaning, the more people there are working together, the more their power becomes multiplied. So, there's limitations how much 10 soldiers can do already, right? But, but 100 soldiers could potentially do a lot, 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 lot more. Not just 10 times more. Okay, that's one fact. But, nonetheless, we see that the ratios don't work at all, don't correspond. So, the Guardian explains the reason is because it's completely different systems. By Kalal the koach that we have is in the divine flow that we receive. So that means if we are getting it, 
we're very, very powerful. But if we're not getting it, it's like an electric appliance that's disconnected from the wall. It's just, it's just dead. Right? Whereas by the Goyim, it's more like a, like a, like a also electric appliance, but, but with batteries inside. So it more or less always, yeah, it can be a little bit better, a little bit worse, but more or less has power. Now, when, I, I remember I was, uh, it was not this past sukkah, the previous sukkah, so I, was, I was building my pergola, my, which was to be my sukkah, um, and I needed to drill into the, into the concrete. So I took my drill, my cordless drill, nothing. Not, not even making a dent in the thing. So my dad's like, hey, why don't you try this one? Takes out this, like, this, uh, and it, it must be, like, 50 years old. Like, this, like, metal drill, like, much smaller, like, but it has a cord. I'm like, come on, dad, like, look at this thing. It's, like, colored black and decker, like, red <laughs> with, like, black and, like, looks really cool, like, bumpy, you know, like, you tell me this thing. He's like, yeah, try it, plug it. I plug, I plug it into the wall. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, the powers the, between a battery and, like, live electricity flowing through the wall, it's two completely different worlds. Okay? So that's, that's, that was, for me, was an analogy for Klauswell versus for the Goyim, right? So on the one hand, Klauswell can be so much more powerful if we're plugged into the wall. On the other hand, if we're disconnected from the wall, we're like, you know, sheep to the slaughter. Whereas the goyim, even the worst, you know, worst comes to shove, they'll, they'll still fight. There, you know, they'll still fight a little bit. So when it's we're plugged into the wall and against the goyim, we'll definitely wipe the floor with them. But you know, they can still put up a little bit of a resistance, right? Whereas if we're disconnected from the wall, and they still have power, obviously, because they're battery operated, so then the, the, then we do we do much worse. Suppose the whole power of Klausville is a completely different mechanics of power than what the Goyim have. Okay? Is that connected to the concept of Ein Mazel Yisrael? It's not a similar idea. Uh, it, it's related. Just we want to make sure not to... Not, I mean, when that Gemara that says Ein Mazel Yisrael brings example after example after example where, where there clearly is Mazel to Yisrael. Right? It's just that what it's it means is we can. Tr- what it means is that our schusim can trumpet. Yeah, is uh, if you if you look at this, you're more in Shabbos on the end of Shabbos, right? It's replete. Every single case mentioned there was clearly a case where there was a mazel, but the schusim can trumpet, which so that could be the, you know that flow from from up above can be so strong it can overpower. Any mazel that's happening, whereas by the goyim, that's it. It's just a mazel. There's not, there's not uh, flow from up above. So that could be, uh, could be connected to that. Anyway, so over here, what we're saying is, if just like we spoke about, you know, the, the goyim are battery operated, right? So then, if you, if you breaking, if you're hurting this actual, you know, uh, cordless uh, drill, right? So then. <laughs> Then uh, you're only it's only going to get weaker and it's not going to be able to do its job, right? Whereas with Klausel, the body really to a certain extent obstructs, to weighs down, t- ties down the neshama from being connected to, to 
to Hashem. Right? We, we see it, obviously, on Yom Kippur, where by weakening the body, right, the Hamesha Inuyim of Yom Kippur, right, which is the same word as we're using over here, Inui, affliction. The Hamesha Inuyim of Yom Kippur do what? They help the soul to connect to Hashem. Right? What? Is there, is there like... There's a body yeah. and a soul. Yeah. The body currently has the soul gripped really tight and holding it down here. So the soul can't connect so much to all that tremendous spirituality to tap into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's assuming that it's not you know, currently participating in them. <laughs> right? But for reg- regular, regular people, regular people, not prophets, right? Regular people, that's where they are. But if you kind of smack it a little bit, right? It kind of loose- loosens the grip, right? If you starve it a little bit, if you don't let it wear comfortable shoes, it kind of loosens the grip a little bit. And the soul, this is the, this is the morale in Drush, Lishaba Shuva explains that the soul drifts out a little bit, and now it can more freely connect and interact with the spiritual world. There's a, there's a limit to that, right? If, the, if it paints too much, then you, there's no ability to focus on uh, it. Uh, Inui doesn't mean pain. Inui doesn't mean pain. Of, okay. afflic- uh, the affliction over here. We're not talking about the Anyum Kippur. I don't know what you, know, what you do. I... I <laughs> Uh, do not remember that uh, there's any right, right. I'm not aware of, of flagging as as being uh, um, something that's done in Yom Kippur, right? Uh, but in Yom Kippur, what you do is you uh, it's all things that that just don't make the body so gishmak, so so good, so comfy, so nice. It's, uh, it's agitated, discomfort. So the, the, I mean, again, it could be the Egyptians from time to time would hit them, but that wasn't the whole. The, it's not that. They were, you know, on the racks, you know, in the Spanish Inquisition, just constantly, you know, it at the time of torture. That's not what was happening. We're talking about there was a very difficult period. It was very difficult. It was very um, unpleasant, right, as opposed to, let's say, you know, America, right? It's very pleasant over here. Everything is very so, so comfortable, so nice. Food, clothing, houses, everything so pleasant and nice, right? So then the body has a grip, a vice grip on the neshama, right? So it's very difficult to think about when, you, when you're back in, you know, in Europe, right? It's uh, much easier to be spiritual, right? It was cold. <laughs> it was, uh, you, know, you, you felt that you were hated openly by people around you, right? You were poor. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, it was much easier to tap into spiritual channels, right? Um, so, why is Paramaradi a Ruchnis? Yeah, that's a good question. Indian. Because I, I can see, okay, so maybe six at a time, obviously is more than, I was thinking, if you're, if you're saying well, they had all these hardships, therefore they, they turn to um, relations as far as like the, the 
That's all physical, but they wouldn't have explain six at a time. We would have like, they had a lot of babies. Right. Six. No? Did you missed everything that no, I've said until now? Like, like that was just. But the point is that <laughs> when you have six bodies, that can be considered physical as opposed to spiritual. So why is that, why is why is primary rib? I'm assuming it's six at a time. Um, no. What, uh, the the shamas come the the way that a child is brought into the world is that the father. Um, acts as a conduit to bring a soul into the world. Right? That um, is... That happens more naturally if the father's soul is um, more connected to that place, to that Olam and the Shamas, that it can be a, a more natural conduit. Right? That brocha, that, that brocha elokis... Right, that there's, there's Hashem, this bracha, just Hashem is sending, Hashem has up there tremendous brachas for us. The reason why we don't get them is not because Hashem is holding them back from us, it's because we're not open to them, because we're not tapped in. Right? So, uh, this, was a, this was a process of, this, this, this was actually helping us to tap in to those. To, to, to those uh, brachas that are um, prepared for cholesterol up there. Okay. He's considered the six. I'm sorry. What, he, who mentioned the word six? No, Where we, are you getting the word six? We'll get that. Um, was that is, that is that clear? So, otherwise, Parham and Rabbi could be they had a lot of babies. They had a lot of babies. That's right. That's what we're talking about. That's so, yeah, not necessarily. We mentioned what it is. Why should why should people have lots of babies more so the more they were afflicted the more babies they had okay they're conduits what they're connected they're connected to the bracha they are connected to the source of bracha why is it that Yitzhak Avinu had planted a field and harvested a hundred times from the expected yield a hundred times of expected yield in the field that's uh, that's uh, you know. Almost impossible, right? I mean, it means that every uh, stalk of grain that came up was like laden; it was like falling over, right? So it's so full, full of grain, and they were just packed. Well, how could that be? Yaakov with, with the sheep. Yeah, the weak sheep. So, but did you explain so the why? Why what? We now know that concept that if one is the Inui. There's a deeper connection. To, to the spiritual realms, which is where the... Why? Why is that? Because yeah. the, otherwise the body is has too tight of a grip on the soul and holds it down here. It's so it's not connected up there. Like on Yom Kippur, when we want to connect up there, so we go through Chameshi Inuyim, the five afflictions, that helps to mm-hmm. loosen the connection with the body... And to connect to the spiritual realms. He didn't take the weaker ones. Took the better ones, yeah. What, why is Precious such a <coughs> only like third or fourth step in the Silver Shrine? Where would you want it? Earlier or later? One, I don't know. You have to. You can't. It's, it's a pretty high level Precious. It's not, we don't have a, we don't have a it's like it's like only Yom Kippur and like a couple other places. What do you mean? 
People, people would, people would. It was a totally normal thing to fast and and shein v'chamishi. Shein v'chamishi. Every, every. Well, Bahab is every Monday, Thursday. Every Monday, Thursday. Sure. Really? It's not. It's not. Why is not like mamash halacha? It's too hard. Did you hear what Ezra just said? No. Oh yeah, she said, "Woo, he's American." So we. The best question I heard yeshiva was Mike Swiaco. Nice. He said, "He said I don't get it." He said, if, oh, said if Yom Kippur, if this is like, if this is the highest level we can be, why don't we dial in like this every day? It took me like, it took me a few weeks to recover from that question. Like, there are obvious answers, like no one could do it. But like, it's actually a good question. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's my question. As articulated better by Mike Swiaco. <laughs> that was your question? And Mike. <laughs> no, no, that was my question. We should... Why isn't this? I mean, it's the same same idea. Like, what, why is this not a more encouraged part of mitzvahs? Halacha, mitzvahs, halacha, mitzvahs, halacha, mamish, obligations, are things that a person has to do in order to, you know, they're, they're the bare bone basic, right? Like, let's say, you know, if you want uh, to, yeah, there's some sort of a baseline. You cannot fall below this, right? But Everything else, you know, there's many, 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 many levels above that that cannot be that cannot be mandated, right? Yeah. Because not every person um, is capable of doing it. Even an Amar is expected to keep all the halachas, right? But he's not expected. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a chassid. He's not a ben aliyah. He's not a ben torah. Not a Talmud Chacham, right? There's many different levels to what people can be, right? So, um, you know, so those are all left as, you know, Chazal bring it down, Chazal say it, Chazal say what incredible things it is if you do it, but uh, then it's up to every person to try to see if he's capable of it or not. Okay, so we'll we'll pick up. Uh, it's related to what the Rebbe was saying on, on Shabbos that the Daf is coming after Yaakov, where his new talk is showing up.